0: at checkout for 10% off
1: your order. That's right, James. Go to bonescoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today.
0: Like many of you, we've had depression during life's ups and downs.
1: Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face.
0: Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music,
1: interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview.
0: And one meditation song entitled Sea of, of Strings, Meditation 8 Minutes, which is great. I listened to it. And I love it. Um, and, two, oh, so yeah, and two EPs, uh, Name Your Own Price, which I think is a free album, correct? Um, Yeah, well, uh,
2: so yeah, it's pretty
0: much Name Your Own Price. Name, Name Your Own Price, okay. Or... Yep, so you can go to his website, uh, com, and pay your own price. And he has another album EP called Jewish Wedding, and he has released 10 singles, which you can find on Amazon Music, Spotify, and a whole lot more. So, hey Asher, how are you doing today?
2: Pretty good
0: james thanks for having me yes sir yes sir well when i got your your um your uh email on uh, podmatch you know because i've been on your um for like several months and it's great i i re- recommend that to anybody um you said you found us by listening to our our episode with alice mcveigh mm-hmm. yeah. correct all right so yeah so um so what was it about the episode that you say, "Hey, I got to reach out to these guys and see, and you know and see if they want to do something with me"? Well,
2: well, your your uh your episode is um your your uh, interviews are based around you know trying to help your listeners around depression and anxiety. So, um, you know that's that's pretty that's a pretty important issue, especially in our society today.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: music, uh, kind of, uh, you know forget about even music therapy as an actual treatment for, for those types of uh, challenges. But music uh, is something that people are looking for more than ever uh, with the, the daily challenges that they, they have to navigate, um, you know, with the rising inflation and just, uh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. endless work and, uh, you know, toxic exposure, just like there's just, there, there's so many challenges uh, people are facing um, with their careers. You know global affairs whatever you want to call it and music is pretty much uh the safe haven for people and, and i try to be a part of that community where people are constantly you know uh reaching out to me for you know they want to hear new music uh they want to feel good about their lives they want to enjoy it. they want to kind of forget about the troubles and they want to just feel good uh so so that, that sort of ties in what i do ties in with uh, with what you do and uh uh, so hopefully easy. hopefully we can, you know, connect with, with some of your listeners and similarly with some of mine. Nice.
0: Well, yeah, because I think music, like, like, like you said perfectly, music is more needed today than ever made because during the, the uh, I think the social media crap took off in 2010. And it's been and it's been messing, and, and it's been messing <laughs> yeah, with our brains. Yeah, a lot of people say
2: crap. I agree.
0: Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. Because it's true. Because it's all about it's all about like like look at me. What can I do? You know. And for people, with, yeah, you, for,
2: yeah, a lot of self marketing, right?
0: right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some bad, some good. You know, me and you are, are good with, I, 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 I hope. Yeah, I, I hope the listeners take away from this story, good, good stuff that we're doing. But there's a lot of bad people out there. That that's like okay, well enough about you, focus on me. And people with depression like, like me, and I don't want them to say that you have depression because I don't know yet. Um You hear a lot of bad stuff, and, and, and your mind is like, okay, well, he's telling you the truth. You are bad. You're terrible at what you do. Stop this and, and do this. But for me, music takes away all that all that pain and sorrow and just brings it back tenfold. You know?
2: Is Yeah. Is yeah, a, it's, a, it's a powerful tool that that not enough people really uh, take advantage of because uh, in this country it's all about medication uh, exclusively you know medication has its value I, I have a nursing degree okay. um, nice. it, it, I'm, I'm a non-practicing nurse I'm a full-time musician but I have a degree uh, from NYU um, but you know there there there's there's a 360 view we have the complicated complex human beings and uh, medication is not a cure-all by any stretch um we need we need uh we need to live healthy lives we need um we need to have this holistic view of what a healthy mindset is and that's that's uh something that our i think our society countrywide uh is uh, has a lot of more work to do right right
0: as i was looking you up and you know doing my research I uh I found that yeah, yeah that your parents wanted you to continue the, the medical side and not do this musical side, or did I get that absolutely wrong?
2: Um yeah, I mean that isn't necessarily stated anywhere, but um, okay. they 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 did envision me, you know, with, with all the PhDs and MDs and whatever in my family. Uh they did sort of expect me to um apply my three degrees in the sciences to a career in the sciences um but my music education is more uh comprehensive um and more extensive than my three degrees in the sciences because again I started at two and I I was in orchestras since I was since I was in diapers so um it's all you know it's like I I could do one or I could do the other they're both I I just I find music to be really rewarding in many ways.
0: Yeah. I I, I mean, right. I mean, I mean, they're both great careers. I mean, one, you have a medical degree, which, which takes care of depression with, with medication. And on the other side, you have music, which, uh, which automatically does the same thing, but it, but in a, I don't want to say medication is not needed. It is needed for me. And, you know, a whole lot of people out there, but uh, yeah, Music just does does something to the soul and mind that medication I think cannot do
2: without side effects. Yes, side
0: effects are very very yes. Yeah, um, yeah, cause, um, cause I I was on one of the uh one medication called Citalopram. That's a depression med- medication, and that yeah, and and I got really uh, jittery at times when I shouldn't get jittery. Music doesn't do that to me. (laughs) So you're right. (laughs) You're absolutely right on that one.
2: I mean I I get I get jittery just from coffee. I can't even drink coffee. I I have um that's that's you know
0: I got a slight A so I'm you know I'm just up on coffee yeah because coffee is like like God's gift or God's gift or you know, all human beings around here. So (laughs) we love coffee here. Um Yeah. But oh okay. You yes, especially bones coffee have, have you ever had bones coffee? I don't think so. Okay. So they have a, a wide assortment of different flavors. They're great. You need to check them out. They're really, really yeah. good. Like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what'd be like coffee you can order from them. Um,
2: you know, what I hear you know, Star- Starbucks what like pretty much the most, uh, um, successful coffee brand, yeah. uh, that's ever, you know, I don't know, been on this planet. Right. Um, I understand that their caffeine content is higher than the average coffee, which kind of probably explains their success, their wild success. Yeah, I mean people, they need the hype, you know. So you, you get you get the caffeine, <laughs> yeah, you get, yeah. get out of the
0: deck. Exactly. Yeah, they're 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 like the Walmart version of the coffee brand, you know. One more marketing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There go. Man, I need to hire your your uh, PR person. You know, whoever that is. I come to yeah. one word. <laughs> uh, okay, so you said you have. Uh three degrees and like col uh, from color. Okay, cool. So my next question for uh, you uh,
2: none that are being used right now.
0: Oh, uh, no right. Yeah, yeah. Uh okay, so um I listened to uh three songs that really stood out to me. It's a brighter day ahead, gratitude and Atlantis. And those are from your huh. premiere, a Brighter Day Ahead album which um released um some time ago. I found it was fantastic, you know, um, and they all signified, like, di- the title says, a brighter day is ahead. It's, it's, it's coming. You just got away for a moment. That's what I took away from it. Um, but what? So you have experience the music with? Music video for brighter day ahead? Huh?
2: Did, did you see the music video for Brighter Day Ahead by I, any chance?
0: I have not. You just heard that?
2: Heard it on Spotify. Uh, so the yeah. music video pretty much depicts what the um. Um, what the narrative is um, and it's 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 somewhat a, a story of the last 10 seven years of my life with struggling with adrenal insufficiency uh, being stuck in a wheelchair and then getting back out yeah. um, so you know if you, if you end up having any of your listeners uh, check out the video maybe some of them some of them might find it to be um, I don't know hopeful or inspiring
0: nice, nice. Like that's how we, that's thats that's the ticket here because we want to inspire others to become. Um, to feel better, be better, and, uh, and get better, you know. So we thank you for that. Um, but but okay. So you are a um electric violinist. Um, so what I would ask you, with Bradley day and gratitude and Atlantis and all the songs that you did, was what type of composers, performers inspired you your own comp- um and compositions? Because I know that it's very hard for musicians some of them to uh, comprise a, a full song from the from the beginning and end. Um and I and I and also I wanna know um how you put stuff together. I mean does it come from your mind first or do do you just play a play a you know play some stuff and hey, okay that stuck out to me. I'm gonna make something with this.
2: Uh so like how do I compose and produce music pretty much like what's my workflow? Yes. Yes. So um it, it, I think it varies from song to song um, the last two weeks uh, I've, I've pretty much I've been like the flash i like pumping out music at an, an insane rate uh, I haven't released it publicly to like Spotify iTunes but like I released um, "Have yourself a merry, merry little Christmas last week full like a I don't know like a 30 piece symphony I mean I can't even, I gotta check how many tracks are on my on my jaw but uh, we're talking like wins a full symphony um like drums uh piano flute uh 18 strings viola cello trombone that type of stuff anyway when you're working that stuff out um you want to start with the piano that's what i do um and uh, i I pumped i pumped out that symphony in like probably like a week uh, which is pretty quick for that that many channels um that many instruments start with the chord progression that's what I start. I start with generally the chord progression and if there's like a rhythm, like drums, bass, that type of thing. And I, I have in mind the melody, which I usually bass uh, in the violin. And then I sort of layer the other instruments um, in tandem or in conjunction with the, the chord progression. So those of you who are not really, you don't really know about chords or music, sort of like a chord might be three notes at a, in a time, at, uh, three notes at a time. So like A minor, C, G, you know, those types of chords. Um You know, it could be a major chord progression, minor chord progression. Anyway, <laughs> that's the general mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. So, um so, okay. So going back to the composers that like you, that that inspired you, who would you say was your main influence for, for, for all, like all of this? Well, I,
2: um, you know, I, I mean, my, my compositions are pretty eclectic, so I cover a lot of different genres, like hip hop, Bollywood. Um, I mean, like I just mentioned a Christian song that I played that I produced, um, uh, Israeli, um, like classical. But my in terms of my original stuff, I tend to like be partial towards electronic merged with like you know progressive um, house merged with classical. Mm. So kind of cross genre,
0: <laughs> nice. That, that's my preference. Yeah. Okay. Well, since you said that, I gotta. I, I okay. Yeah, here's a question for me, and then it just came, just came to my head. My music is kind of eclectic, just like yours. Okay. Uh, so mine goes from country to, like, say, Body Count. You know, I see, and uh, like Jay Z. I have a music thing. You know, going every every which way. You know. Um. Yeah. What genre would you say is more? Um, your favorite not influential not influential but your your personal favorite genre of all time
2: I didn't even answer your question in terms of like oh you asked which artist is my most most influential which which artist influences me the most
0: which which uh which uh composers which
2: performer. composers I I, yeah. I missed that part I would have to um Bela Fleck John Luc Ponty, um I don't know some really jazz violinists like Joe Venuti um and uh uh well Bear McCrary influenced the um uh no 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 the Amazon he's the, the Amazon series, composer yeah. the Amazon series for uh Lord of the Rings. Right, I, yeah. I made the Lord of the Rings medley on and which you can find on my website. But uh so obviously he's an influence yeah. for, for that cover, you know.
0: Anyway. I think Bear, so Bear I think Bear is on the game of got a War God of War. The new the new one. He he did he did something for that one. And he's he's the actual character in it too, which is great.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah, he's the musical genius. Yeah, oh yeah,
0: yeah, very very good guy. Yeah,
2: um, I'm just waiting for the uh, the series to to resume. Yes, yes. So
0: I don't I don't I don't know when that is, but hopefully it'll be really soon. You know.
2: Well, they well when they decide to spend another half a billion.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all about money, man. It's all about money. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Oh,
0: Jeff Bezos can afford it if he's yeah. still on the game. I mean he is like like with a nine billion dollar dude rate. Right? So <laughs> Yeah,
2: he's like yeah. he's like a two hundred billion.
0: Some ungodly anyway. number, yeah. Yeah. So give or take a few billion. <laughs> also, right. Also on your um on our on our podmatch pod, chat, um and you and you just mentioned it and I thank you for that. Um it's you shared with me your you were diagnosed with Adrenal insufficiency, which I I, yeah. I I looked it up, and it's and it's caused when your immune system attacks your healthy adrenal glands by mistake. Um, other causes may include cancer. Uh, could you please tell us more about your adrenal in, in, insufficiency, because i have, like me with a lot of people don't know what it is.
2: Well, generally, um, well, it's come after uh after being diagnosed with an inflammatory condition like chronic inflammatory condition so essentially your body's like constantly you guys sort of in the i don't know if it's technically in the autoimmune category of treatment but it's definitely in that genre of like chronic inflammation body sort of attacking itself um in the case of adrenal uh, the adrenals that's not something you want Failing on you because, you know, it's kind of essential. It's like your batteries, <laughs> right. uh, the, the general battery seals. You know, and once those are gone, like you, that's how you end up in a wheelchair or you can't walk around. But, um, yeah, you know, you're not producing enough cortisol, uh, enough hormones to just function as a normal human being. So you're at like minimal capacity. And, you know, for me, when I was in the throes of that, that stage, uh, I was in uh, a pretty much vegetable. So, yeah, fun walk in the park there.
0: Yeah, that was, that's, 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 uh, sounds like a good time. I'm just playing, it's not a good time at all. Um, good times, good times. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, so when, well, like, like, were there any, um, effects to telling you? I mean, like, like, if, if no one knows about this, how does one, um, think that they have it? Because, you know, your body will tell you you should have something wrong. What were your symptoms going in, in, into this? I mean, like how, how do you know when to go to the doctor? to well, get um, Well,
2: so first of all, you know, you start with a saliva test. That's, that's one way to tell blood tests, you know, they're checking your, your hormone panel. That's, that's, those are multiple indicators of, of uh, adrenal insufficiency, uh, cortisol levels. Um, and you don't really need any of that to real, to, you know, if, if you just don't have the strength to, to pick up things, like I couldn't, like this was too heavy for me to lift up. Like, okay. like I just couldn't, I couldn't like physically like lift up, lift my violin, yeah. um, I had the energy to speak and then I would get lightheaded very quickly, very easily. Mm. Uh, short, dyspnea, which is, you know, a medical term for shortness of breath. Um, like I mentioned, lightheadedness, not getting enough oxygen to your cells. It's a whole, it's a whole mess. Those are some of the many symptoms.
0: It, it doesn't happen at all. It doesn't sound fun. Yeah. one bit. So I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sorry i sorry you had to go through all that because love, you know, So I'm, I'm glad you're doing 10 times better now. You know, I mean, you, uh, before, yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, I'm doing significantly better. It's it requires maintenance um, right. to to live the life that I live. It's very intense. the The amount of work that I do, the production, the always being on the road performing. Um, So yeah, it it requires a lot of careful maintenance and uh, that's pretty
0: much it. So talking about maintenance right there, um, like is like maintenance for you, like going back to the doctor and get it checked up or do you have to take medication for that now?
2: Um, I did take medication. I got off the medication. Um, I was on a permanent dose, permanent dosage of Cortef, just steroid hormone. Um, that was not fun that was like uh, my legs got bruised very easily um I they pretty much caved underneath my weight like I couldn't even like I would walk it would allow me to walk the, the cortex but it was just a horrendous like side effects were I just felt terrible on that um mm-hmm. but I was able to wean myself off of it and, and I have to be really careful about it. first of all what I eat um uh because I can have flare ups and those flare ups can be nasty if I eat the wrong things uh, if I'm exposed to certain toxins um, um frequent meals are important. there's a bunch of stuff that I do just to to maintain my blood pressure. my blood pressure drops um if i don't if i don't uh, manage it uh, appropriately but i've been I've been successful at managing this for eight years now about eight about eight years
0: yeah nice yeah well. I'm glad you're doing better. That's all, you know, that's all I care about is your health and um, anything that you have, you know, um, that you can kind of, you know, f- stop that in its tracks as good. So I'm glad you're doing better and getting the help that you need. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, sometimes flare-ups, but um, I, I just feel like I'm, I feel like what I suffer from is like a is a really tiny fraction of what other people deal with mm. people around me, people like comment on my page, DM me, send me messages, to people I meet. Um, I, I guess, I guess the, the value of my story and, and the purpose of it isn't for people to like feel bad at all. It's more like to give people hope. It's more that like, to, so people understand I can, I can relate as best as possible to, to other people's plights, other people's challenges. Um, you know, like you know I get it um, I get I get what it I get I get that life isn't easy and and um, having having health obstacles is, is incredibly difficult and mm. yeah, yeah cool, cool. empathetic to that right
0: <laughs> okay so let's go back to um, the music part of your life um let's talk about some of the stuff that are that's that's running okay so running a business as a musician can be awesome and it can be troubling, right? okay. Um,
2: sorry, you became muted because I got phone calls. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, business oh, businesses, what?
0: Oh, okay. So, um, let's talk about how. Okay, so businesses can be, um, great at times, like hundred percent times, and sometimes, mm-hmm. but sometimes they can be a real, a real drag, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, because I'm sure you've, um, you've been through the ins and outs of the happiness and and the bad parts of. uh so, uh, can, can you tell us, it, according to you and your perspective, what, what what some of the good things about starting a a, a, a music business, and we we'll what go to the bad? stuff?
2: well, um, obviously the pros outweighed the con the cons. I was well aware of the cons when oh. I got into it, right? Um, because I'm doing it, <laughs> and I don't have to do it. Um, I again could be practicing oh. nurse. Be teaching a, you know, a teacher, which I did for four years, do um, a bunch of other things. But but music is – so I, I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about it. Um, I, I, there's nothing more exciting about producing a full arrangement and then sharing it with people and having their feedback and just inspiring people, um, performing live. Uh, so that's probably one of the biggest pros, uh, connecting with fans, that type of stuff. Um, running the business aspect is definitely challenging. Um, you know, you have to wear a lot of hats, and I guess the best deal is if you have a really good partner who, who's proactive. And um, I, I think that's kind of rare. Um, you know, even even the people that are signed to the major labels, there's a whole lot of artists out there that are they have three sixty deals. They they get they're getting screwed um, with their with their royalties and their albums and. They don't own any of that information. They don't even have access to their fans because it's all within the context of the label. So I kind of enjoy being independent in that respect. Um, but again, the challenges are that I'm working all the time. So I'm producing music all the time, connecting with fans on social media all the time, pretty much daily. Um, and then I got to bookkeep because I can't trust. People. Like you got to pay. You got to pay somebody. Somebody really trustworthy, hundred an hour to oh. really yeah. like. to 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 really trust that they can keep things organized not screw screw numbers up so i do a lot of bookkeeping on my own and i have a lot of expenses that i have to report so that's a definite con right um and uh you know managing contracts uh Yeah, um, (laughs) yeah just yeah but but you have more flexibility like now more choose your hours
0: now with the contracts um do you have a like an in-house lawyer to go to, or or like do you, like, like, how do you do with the contracts? Oh,
2: yeah, I, I have referred out to lawyers. I have you know I have some family members that are lawyers that have given me advice. I have, I know some major label lawyers that I've subcontracted out for different offers I've received. Like some people have wanted to buy my YouTube channel and offer me royalties and Instagram channel, blah blah blah. blah and I had to like kind of pay them per, per hour. Um, I don't run this massive operation that requires um, you know, a lawyer full-time, mm-hmm. but I do have a number of full-time employees that deal with like just clerical type stuff. And Got it, uh, got it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anything to make your life easier, I'm all for it, dude. <laughs> oh, a lot yeah. more like easily life, but um yeah, cause um go going back to into um independent and uh and labels um I see I I have been doing this about three years now, and I've, i I and I hear more and more and more artists are leaving um re- big record companies going independent.
2: One Miley probably, Cyrus did it.
0: Oh uh, well, I I had no idea that because I know Nine Point did it because they created their own label. Which is great. Now, now they can make their rules by yeah. themselves. Um, Slip, yeah, I think Slipknot's going to do it after after they you know they finish out this this last run. So yeah, I mm. I see more and more people leaving um, big companies and starting their own thing, which is great because cause one thing you said that 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 I really love is you you actually talk back to your fans, you know. And I think that's something near and dear to the fans' perspective as well as the musicians. You know, because you always gotta, you know, give back to your fans, you know, whenever you can. And I think if you just talk to them, that's that's uh, that's that's enough, you know. Yeah. For me, that's enough. So yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Fans
2: are one of the most rewarding parts.
0: Yeah. Um. Have you had any um fans to like um, like give you some. Some stories about how, how your music saved your life, or like, yeah, how, like, like, what are your, what, 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 without going too deep, um, what are your, com- you know, conversations with, with your fans
2: like? What are my co- conversations with my fans like?
0: Yeah, like, 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 did they tell you stories oh. about how your music saved your life, or,
2: you know? Yeah, I mean, I have, uh, I have a few fans that have. Written me extensive letters over the years. Just they just sent me letters in the mail. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, a bunch of them are like love letters. <laughs> um, that's always good, <laughs> but but um, but uh, but I, uh, you know, some have been like about yeah, literally how like during the pandemic my music saved their life. Um, honestly, I it's hard for me to wrap my head around that, but. You know, how do you make something up like that? I mean, the, so some some of these fans are just—I I, mean—they're I, they're really fuel for me to continue pumping out the music and connecting with them because there's nothing more gratifying than that. Like, I can save somebody's life as a nurse, or I can save somebody's life doing music, and I choose the yeah. latter.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's true because um, you know—I mean—you never know what 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 one guy's going through or one one woman's going through. So anytime they can yeah. pick up a piece of hear like music and and that motivation to to write through and tell you how that motivated them, that's always a good time, good day for that, you know. So, absolutely. As I said before, um, you created two um cover albums, um, "The Prayer" and "Easy on Me." Um, so let's talk about that for a minute. Um, like. Like there's like so many songs. There's the, there's like probably probably ninety trillion songs out there. I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. But um, how do you pick a song and and like how do you um make it your own? Because I know there's there's a lot of ways how to like. Because with me, I do a I I do a a, a series called Cover Wars here on One Word Fail, and I always say um, uh you can do cover songs, but try to do it equally or as better as the original artist. And I listened to some of your covers and it all like, blew me away. So, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I, I mean, Easy, Easy on Me is based off of a, a Adele's um, single. I, I do some covers and I do originals. I mix it up because people want to hear different things. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone wants to hear neon My Neon Dreams, which is really kind of music that I've I'm I'm more interested in um so yeah I mean, it was like it's just like a simple melodic kind of uh chord based less rhythmic but more chord based uh classical type pop pop release um again one of my one of my more simple tunes which i guess people tend to gravitate towards because i guess a lot of my fans they want to be they want to feel more relaxed <laughs> and i'm i'm yeah. I'm more of like a high energy guy, but I'm adapting to more of the relaxing type of music or orchestral type of music because that's what people tend to want to hear. Um, you mentioned, what was it, Inner Drive? Oh, well, no, you didn't mention Inner Drive because that's pretty high energy. On the Road, I don't remember which one. Oh, uh, Gratitude.
0: Gratitude yes, gratitude, yes. You like
2: that one, right? No, I
0: love that one, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. so yeah, that was more more mid-energy, low-key, like relaxing. And actually, I I'm very excited to. Uh, well, see uh, February 10th is the release date for Gratitude uh, for Subtle Pulse, which is a vocal version of Gratitude. Um, it's beautiful. It's it's like a step up from Gratitude. Um, in collaboration with a very talented singer out in out in Seattle, Porter Singer. So. Yeah, so I'm very excited to um, you know share that with the world, and uh, that 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 has a meditative sort of position um, vibe to it. Also, again, based off of gratitude. (laughs) Um, So that that's like that's more like a uh, what was the genre for that? Trying to remember, future base. I think anyway. You know,
0: yeah. It's all it's all weird because. uh, usually on like like usually you you automatically know what one genre is, but you look at it and like that's not you know. So I don't know. I mean, I mean,
2: I, like, well, cause I, I don't neatly fit into genres. That's the thing. You know, dumb. Spotify wants me to, but I always have a lot of trouble with that. Yeah,
0: and I mean, you can create your own genre. You know, <laughs> that that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> you but, call it, you know? Like, yeah, cause um, cause I don't know if you heard of Static X. But uh, they call their genre "evil disco." No one knows what that means. But it's like, oh. but yeah, I guess I guess Wayne static created it on his own and then just stuck with all, with all of his all of his fans. So he's he's a, he's like a of "evil disco," so he can come up with another genre and, and make it your own. I guess, yeah, yeah. that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, you know, Spotify wants to put everybody in neat categories, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I,
0: yeah, I don't like that. every day. Yeah, I don't like it because you you can put, put so many bands in in so many categories. Because Foo Fighters, right? It's rock. Um, well, they, they they but I guess they're just mainly rock. But some some artists can fit in two or three categories, and you're like, well, okay, well, which which one is which? which? So, um, yeah, yeah. So at age twelve, um, you played with the Buffalo Field Harmonic and
2: that is uh yeah i was a kid yeah um it's funny i just threw out the little uh star cushion oh no <laughs> the other day because like my my daughter was chewing on it Oh. A little memorabilia for it probably should have kept it uh, uh, whatever
0: And uh, we get back and like you get it back and you can like frame it and hang it on a wall or something you know just like a yeah yeah i
2: mean yeah, i mean, probably should have taken a picture but whatever i mean i i have i have a lot of photos and videos of me just playing with orchestras as a kid, playing with the Greater Buffalo Youth Orchestra, Greater Buffalo Youth String Orchestra. It was pretty much a collection of the best musicians in the state, right. all going yeah. up up to you know. We were playing at the at uh, SUNY, SUNY Buffalo, Buffalo uh, University of Buffalo, and we played we played monthly concerts uh, with the whole symphony. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much grew up doing that stuff. And along with my siblings, my siblings too. Nice. So that's pretty much where my my background is rooted in. Yeah.
0: So I I imagine playing with the Philharmonic, you had to audition for it, um, or, I mean, or yeah,
2: audition for all the stuff. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, um, okay. So my friend plays for the um, Army or our Navy band. You know, it's he he does natural stuff, and he told me that when when he auditioned, he auditioned for like. Like 12 seconds, and then they like, like got them out, you know, and they do it like 10 seconds, 12 seconds at a time. And they don't ever play in front of them. They, they're covered up by, by a, like a tarp. Was that your experience with them, or did you just?
2: Yeah, I mean, with, with like small auditions, all these auditions, they see you because they want, they, they're not going to cover, they need to see what you look like. Like you yeah. can't, they can't walk up onto a stage and and not sort of be. Be stage worthy or presentable, or like they want to know what you're going to look like, sound like, yeah. how confident you're going to be in front of a large audience. Yeah, so, right.
0: I agree. Uh, it, yeah, anyway. I agree. But I guess, I guess they were just uh, doing it just for for uh, playing preferences, not you know um, how do we look. Which I I don't really agree with that. But I'm not, you know. The, yeah. I, well, <laughs> that
2: that it's different. The army and navy. That's different because it's but, it's it's a government organization
1: yeah yeah
2: so that's why they that's why they do that but with the with the with private companies and like where there's like a board it's very it's different it's just a different thing like they're selling tickets they're not i don't know maybe they're selling tickets with army navy but it's um Mm. different legalities i think right right
0: um so okay so um would you tell us about the time you that you played all these amazing areas like like Madison Square Garden, Hammerstein Hall, Lincoln Center and Jacob Javits Center? Um like like do you Car- have any- Hall was-
2: Yeah, Cargill Hall, um Master Theater. I mean, I've played all the all these theaters. Um they're all they were all kind of like out of this world exciting. Um I I have not felt those are like some. Those are the highs of my career, you know. Like I, I, I do these massive like, um, festivals and concerts and and I, I try not to get too caught up in them because what what it does is it creates this high and low experience in your mind that leads to depression. So I really don't yeah. think about them too much. I mean, they really like they're literal highs. Like when you go on to, to stage and like there are thousands of people that are. That are like focusing on you. It's 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 really it's um kind of nerve wracking too, right? It's nerve wracking. Yeah. It's exciting. It's it's a lot of different feelings, yeah. and I don't think it's healthy. No. It's not. I don't think it's like you know, somebody like Lady Gaga who's like always in front of these massive stages. It's like ever. It's like daily life. Yeah, she is. Uh, she she's not doing well. Um, And I think she's the first person to say that. You know, I don't think she's, like, a happy person. I try to stay even keeled. So,
0: if
2: I'm going to do Madison Square Garden, I'm going to, like, if I'm going to be content about it, I'm going to want to do it, like, I'm going to want my career to be of the status of Madison Square Garden, like, a few times a year. Otherwise, I I don't necessarily want to do it, like, once every three years. Like, I'd rather just, I'd rather do a steady stream of like concerts in front of a thousand people, two thousand people, um, where my expectations are always the same. Right. Instead of the highs and the lows. Cause then it's like Yeah, well, I, I can't tell you every time I do every time I do these mega concerts, post them on social media, I have people DMing me and say, Oh, you're so famous, blah blah blah. I'm like, I try to sh- shut that down. Cause I'm like, these things come in waves, like Yeah. Okay. Fine. Like, I mean, on social media, I get you know, I don't know, like five thousand views across my social media daily. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the equivalent of doing like a like Carnegie Hall daily. But you know, it's different doing it via social media because you don't. It doesn't get to your head. It's just you know, people are seeing you on a screen or passively watching you. (laughs) Right. So, I'm sorry. I'm like going and. I'm like going in the different directions. I'm just trying to take this conversation in, in a way that, like, I, I feel like I want to convey to your listeners w- what it's like to be in that position and how important or unimportant it really is.
0: I, oh, okay, so I think I know what you mean because, I, uh, yes, the Gaga is one of the one of the best world renowned singers of all time. I, I I can agree with you on that. But there's something about mental health again that she I mean like like I said, I don't we, we don't think that she's okay because yes, she may be famous like you said, but she she may be you know, and like it's 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 very weird because even though you're famous, that doesn't mean you're always happy. And I think that's what you're trying to to, to say to us, right? Yeah,
2: there's a lot of You know, Mr Beast, you know, you can see some of his uh, posts about how when he's not like producing a, a million dollar episode on YouTube. <laughs> right. Every episode is a million dollars. Right. right. Uh, minimum, minimum million. Yeah. Uh, he actually gets depressed. <laughs> so he tries to keep himself busy. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to be that type of person. Like I want to be happy um, just working in my studio. And if mm-hmm. I do a whole, like, you know, when I do world tours, I tour in Europe, whatever, I, I want to be just as happy. So that's just that. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I made a song like Atlantis. Atlantis yeah, is, shares that exact message. Yes,
0: that, that's a um, be- beautiful song. The too. highs
2: and the lows. Yeah. Um, it's that it's is- it's about not getting caught up in the highs, not getting too depressed by the lows. Realizing that their life is cyclical, and it it, it behooves us. It, it it is most helpful for us to take a mentality of staying even keeled, mm-hmm. not getting too overwhelmed. Right. Right. Not that it's easy. That's you know. I'm not saying <laughs> right. people should. I'm just saying that's that's how that's that's my mission in my own life, at least.
0: I think you and I are going to are are striving to be kind of like major James Keenan from Tool. Yes, he's famous, but he's not. He doesn't want to get too famous. He's overbearing by all this negativity rolling in. You know. Plus, he's a very big man, so he's got like th- like three bands. So. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, he's got he's got a Tool, a perfect circle and Christopher. And I I I believe that he's working on them all the time to really get out there and be become all the you know, like, like the Gagas or the Sias or the you know, Jennifer Hudson's, you know. I don't know, you know, but uh he's he's one of the for persons sure. yeah. He's one of the people that uh that that, that, that goes away, away for a while and then and, and you know, comes back. Hey, I'm here with another two album, you know, and everybody goes, goes, Hey, why on that one? So oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's a, he's a very cool dude.
2: So. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So we do have two more questions and then we'll, we'll let you go. Um, yeah, sure. so I have a feeling that many of my listeners are wanting to be musicians or though or, or, or I hope so. Um, is there any, what, so what advice would you give to others based on your personal experiences? I mean, Um, dealing with all this musical, you know, would you would you recommend it being being a musician or not?
2: Um, I wouldn't recommend choosing music as a career if you don't have a skill and you're not already paying the bills with it. That doesn't mean that you can't, right? But if you're because like I wouldn't go into music like or go to what do you call it? Uh, Go to like Juliet. Well. You already have to be a musician to go to Juilliard. But go to music school without a skill, unless you're like really good at it, with the expectation that you're going to earn a good living. I, I came to New York with the skill, lifelong skill, and I, I got hired like on the spot because for my auditions. And I was able to make it a career just naturally. Um, and then moving into the marketing aspect and trying to reinvent myself, in the last like seven years or so, six years, um, like that that became more of a challenge again, we're in the marketing app. But um, so it's even challenging for me. So, but if you have a passion for music, you find yourself like gravitating towards the keyboard or the oboe or whatever it is, and people are hiring you or or you're able to get booked, then sure, why the hell not? <laughs> Give it a shot, <laughs> right? And if you love it, yeah, yeah, awesome.
0: So, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's great advice. So, thank you for that. Um, my, now, yeah, my, do what
2: you love. You know, if you if you really, really, you're passionate about it, just do it. That's you what, know? Yeah, if, yeah. If you don't love it, don't do it because it's not gonna earn you a living. Exactly. You know,
0: dig what you dig. I, I always say because, like, there's so many people that to tell you you can't do this, you can't do that. If you get that in your head, then you'll never do anything in life that you want. You know,
2: you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it and you you really put your mind to it. Like you really put your ax to the grind and yeah. Exactly.
0: exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh,
2: so our, our last
0: question for you today is probably going to be the hardest question for you all day. I don't know if any of these questions were super hard, but I, but um, this will be one of the questions that you have to think about. it. I, I think, unless you know it offhand, but um, our, our podcast is called when words fail music speaks and that's exactly what it does. Okay. So is there any one song or band or CD, you know, that you can think of right now that when you listen to it, it can move you without like boundaries. Like like you can't tell me or your mom or your wife or your daughter how it makes you feel inside. It's so ingrained in your soul.
2: I mean, that's what I've been trying to do with my entire career is uh, produce... <laughs> music that has no words right because i believe that instrumental melodies speak to the soul and pervade they go above and beyond uh the limitations of words and and cultural boundaries and so on and so forth um i mean david gare and lindsey sterling two big inspirations also in Mm -hmm. uh, instrumental music um uh John Lu Ponti, I think you know they're all instrumental. They're, I think they do have a hell, do a hell of a job of speaking to the soul and speaking to uh, to just people again across cross cultures um, across the world. Um, and there's a lot of depth and meaning to the music that they have produced and performed. So uh, those are just a few examples. Hopefully, I don't know if that answers your question okay. that that you were asking.
0: Well, t- technically you're not wrong. I mean, yeah, cause it's like, it's your answer. So yeah, you said it perfectly, you know, cause I don't think anybody can explain how it makes you on the inside. If it moves you so much, you know? So that's exactly the, the, answer. I, mean, I,
2: I mentioned Bear McCreary, um, yes. watching the, um, watching the Lord of the Rings series. I mean, it's yes. beautiful music, but you're focused on the narrative and, and the, Incredible visuals and just um, again the story, but but when you when you get away from the movie and you listen to just the movie theme, I mean Nori Brandyfoot, um, uh, Galadriel, these are songs that like I just had to reproduce because they're so beautiful and they're so representative of just the the stories that he was building the music around. Um, so I found that I found that stuff really inspirational.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of great music out there you know so you just have to you just have to love what you love and keep doing it you know to your full full potential so for all yeah. of, for all of my listeners and Asher's listeners um you can uh, you can um see him on YouTube and Facebook under Asher official music and Instagram asher Lobb, l a u b and he's on TikTok yeah. at asher Lobb. And Twitter uh, under the same name Asher L A U B, and you will get you you'll you'll uh, find out all of his great stuff he is doing right now. And he's also on on all platforms, um, including Apple Music and Spotify. Asher, man, this was a fun time for me. I hope it's been a blast for you, and I love you like a brother. And uh, I I hope to God you come back on again because we re- I, I I really love you. You know, I mean oh, I mean you, tough, James. Thank you. You make great music oh, yeah. for the soul. I find that the violin is very motivating, very moving. It's one of the very few instruments that I really, really, really love besides the piano. You know, I find those to be like a violin and, and piano. I love them. I love them both. So I love you as a brother, like I said before, and please come back anytime you want to,
2: so. Oh, thank you, James. All right. I, I'm, I'm honored and uh, hope to connect with you uh, very soon.
0: Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. We will do that and for and for everyone listening to do it to us always remember when words fail music speaks see you guys bye
2: and they were so representative of just the the stories that he was building the music around um so i found that i found that so really inspirational
0: and yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great music out there you know so you just have to you just have to love what you love and keep doing it you know to your full full potential so for all of for all of my listeners and Asher's listeners, um, you can uh, you can um see him on YouTube and Facebook under Asher Official Music, and Instagram Asher Lob, L A U B, and he's on TikTok at Asher Lob. and Twitter under the same name Asher Lob, L A U B, and you'll get you'll 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 uh, find out all of his great stuff he is doing right now, and he's also on on all platforms. Um, including Apple Music and Spotify. Asher, man, this was a fun time for me. I hope it's been a blast for you. And I love you like a brother. And uh, I-, I hope to God you come back on again because re- I-, I-, I really love you. You know, I mean, oh, I mean you, friends,
2: James. Thank you. You make great music oh, yeah.
0: for the soul. I find that the violin is very motivating, very moving. It's one of the very few instruments that I really, really, really love besides the piano. You know, I find those to be like. Violin and and piano, I love them. I love them both. So I love you as a brother, like I said before. And please come back anytime you want to.
2: So oh, thank you, James. Right. I, I'm I'm honored, and uh, hope to connect with you uh, very soon.
0: Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will do that. And for and for everybody listening to do it to us, always remember when words fail, music speaks. See you guys. Bye.